Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast, we are discussing Jessica Jones Season 3, Episode 1, a.k.a. The Perfect Burger. All that right after this. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name's Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Jeff Randall. It's been a while, my friend. What's up, sir? Haven't seen, haven't talked to you since New York. That is true. That is true. I am um, back from New York. Um, I'm sure the audio sounds at least marginally better. Yes. Uh, not being on my phone through Skype. Yes. Much, much better. Uh, and yeah, I, it, I had a great trip though. Really, really fun time up in New York. Got to meet some, Good. some cool listeners up there. That was awesome. Yeah. We, uh, we did an escape room with, with some of our listeners. Thomas and Mikkel and Nicole. Thanks for coming out. I don't know. It just, there's just something cool about meeting uh, people that you know. They if they listen to the podcast, they 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 know your. It's like a weird way of getting a new friend <laughs> because you, it's a new friend who already knows everything about you. Yeah, it's well, you at least know that they are similar enough in personality to put up with you. I don't know, like <laughs> to put up with listening to you. It's like a weird, it's a weird way. Um, I don't know. Anyway, so that was awesome. It's good to meet new people. Um, and New York was just super rad. Let's get to Jessica Jones. Speaking of New York, Jessica Effin Jones, Jessica Effin Jones is probably right. Except that there was no Effin in this episode, even though she tried, she tried and, that uh, spoiler alert I guess yeah yeah spoiler alert everybody spoiler spoiler spoilers um what do you think of this first opening episode of Jessica Jones my friend I feel like the first episode of Jessica Jones follows the the trend of first episodes of mo- of like later than season 1 seasons of all of these shows like non-season one season openers are always kind of slow getting us back into the water uh get kind of like reintroducing us to the character and the world that that these people live in because like if we're being completely honest this show is vastly different from the show uh you know the the feel of the show that the punisher has and this this one is vastly different from the show uh, from the field of the show, the, the Daredevil and Luke Cage and Iron Fist, like they all have their own kind of niche that they fit into. And, and it's kind of like easing you back into the water a little bit until like right at the end, they just throw some bomb at you. Right. Uh, that is definitely true. And it, it be, you know, when these shows return, we've been, we tend to binge them. And so we haven't seen this character in over a year, like a year and a half or something. So it's, you know, they have to kind of reintroduce the world and let us know what's going on. But a few things I thought was, were interesting. This episode is how quickly they did move through some of the story. Um, I honestly thought that we weren't going to get Trish, this so soon. Um, yeah. With her, like they, they set up the storyline to be like, uh, Trish is missing. You know, that was the, that was the main thrust of this episode. Trish is missing. And so I thought that was like going to be an ongoing mystery. <laughs> yeah. I thought that that could have been pretty cool if they had drawn out that mystery a little bit. Maybe, but man, I loved that. We just got it. But for one thing, I, I like, I want, I, I didn't want, we all know that she has powers. We, we know it because of last, last episode of last season that some the cell phone, yeah, the cell phone falling. We know she has some sort of powers. She's developed something from that 
you know, invasive surgery that she went through. So to me, it would have been sort of wasting time to, to sit on that fact for episodes. Yeah. And, and that's kind of what I thought they were about to do. So when they just jumped right into it, so she had, Jessica knows she has powers. She's out being a vigilante. Um, Jessica has decided to be a good person, uh, like, like to, to <laughs> give a shit and try to do something about it. Is, is that the shocking thing this season? It, it kind of is. It's, it's a shocking turn for her character. Um, she's trying to be a good person. It's interesting because in a lot of ways her life has fallen apart. Her life has gotten worse. She's not doing that much better, much more self care or anything. She still has the, uh, you know, problems that she had in all the other seasons. She's still drinking. Uh, I thought it was very interesting (laughs) that someone else poured her liquor for her. I was I was just laughing at that. Um, it, it it's funny that she has an assistant now that will just straight up pour her liquor for her. When Mal- like when Malcolm was her assistant, he would take the bottle away from her and be like, "Nope, you need to drink this water." Yeah, I, I love. I think they're they're playing with an idea here. I think of her having a desire to be a good person, or her having a desire to do good, but she's still. She's she's not surrounding herself with people that will challenge her, and that is important. That is an important aspect of doing good, of being able to do good, is to have accountability to others. And you know, she says she's trying to maintain a distance between her and her uh, uh, assistant. You know, and Malcolm yeah. would have, like you said, he would have stopped her from drinking, and now this lady is just enabling. Uh, her completely. Yeah, they have a weird relationship. Like she poured the drink for her, but then, like they're they're bickering about the couch and whether or not it stays. And then at four fifty nine, she's like, "Up, oh, shifts over, like packing up, <laughs> real dedicated to my work life balance here." Well, yeah, I, th- I think that's the thing. She's just an she's just an assistant, like an actual assistant. She, you know, she, she, she stands up for herself and gives her some crap and, and, and does the office things that need to happen, like the couch, but like, she's not getting involved in, uh, Jessica's personal life, really. Yeah. And Malcolm would have been, like, straight up all over it, like, five o'clock or not. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, and so I think that they're setting up something where she's trying to be a good person, but she's still not, uh, she's not doing the self-care she needs to do. And so I don't think she's going to be able to accomplish her goals of doing good. I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I, uh, I like where Malcolm is at in this season, especially in this opener. Like he's done really well for himself. If you think back to like season one and season one, he was a junkie. He had, he had, he had dropped out of college. Uh, he was going to be a social worker and he dropped out and was, you know, hooked on, some sort of combination of things, probably just, uh, I think they had said heroin, but uh, one or more drugs because of Kilgrave. And then he got, he got a little bit better and started helping Jess in, in season two. And then when she's just being a right dick to him, then he goes off to do his own thing. And now he's doing really well for himself. Like he's actually, he's, He's doing pretty good. He's he's not doing good work necessarily. Right. Well, that's 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 the whole dichotomy with him is he is definitely in a better place, you know, financially and sort of status wise now 
and he has his his life is more put together for sure but he's doing he's doing bad like he and even the in the end he had this sort of street justice thing where he he wrecked into the guy uh to prevent him, I guess, from killing others, I guess. I, I, so I guess he's doing his own vigilante thing. And he, but even that's like, you know, definitely dangerous and definitely illegal. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly illegal. And, uh, definitely, uh, on questionable moral grounds. Oh yeah. To, to say the least. For sure. Um, the, the major things that he's doing to like getting the guy, the, the baseball player off of, off of his DUI or whatever, like, you know, making, like forcing him to sign the car over and, and send him, uh, send the guy to a, and a body shop to, you know, yeah. get the car fixed up. Like, that's very questionable moral. Oh, yeah. Standing there. No, and, and he knows it. Uh, but then he embraces he his own vigilanteism, though. I don't know that he, he doesn't realize that 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 can get dark itself. I mean, we're watching a show yeah. about vigilantes. I mean, this entire universe is built on vigilantism. <laughs> so, I'm not. Uh, I, I don't. I don't know that the show is going to question that. But I do think it's um, sort of a bold turn for Malcolm to to take yeah. take it take matters into his own hands physically like that. Yep, absolutely. Um, it just you know it. It just goes to show that not everything is black and white, you know, like somebody could be doing really good for themselves in a, in a good spot, like financially or look like they're in a good position, like you said, as far as like status, but may not necessarily be doing the best things. Yeah. And it, it seems like this whole thing is kind of leading into that. Um, really want to get to, uh, to what Jeffrey James had to say about it. Um, if we're, if yeah, ju- you'll allow me a little it. bit of feedback. Yeah, uh, he says the main theme of this season seems to be what does it mean to be a hero, and also nothing is black and white. Lots of ethical dilemmas. Also, I think this is a good thing. I like the way this show is about women's relationships with each other and themselves rather than relationships with men. I'm really interested in where this is going, mm. and that's that's something that's uh, that's really interesting about the women's relationships is because. You know, after Jess had her had her car accident, she was taken in by uh, by Trisha's fa- family. Her mom, especially, helped to helped to raise her. Uh, but her mom is not a great person. Trisha's mom um, is the worst. She is kind of the absolute worst. When she I said, hate her so "When she said much. at least she's staying fit," her daughter's missing. Right? All something dark is going on in her life. She thinks all these things could be wrong with her, and then she says at least she's staying fit. And it just seemed it, it seemed like so honest too. Like she really is. Well, at least she's skinny. <laughs> at least she probably still right is keeping up appearances. Oh, I hate her mom so much. Right. <laughs> so like you know the the good thing about her is that she didn't allow Jessica to starve. You know, like she kept her alive yeah. at the very least. And there, I guess there is some good in that, but she's probably going to take that as like, oh, look at the good I've done. I raised her. Uh, look, That's such a great thing of me to have done. But she's not a great person. Have we ever learned why? I'm sure we have. It's been two seasons of exploring it. But have do we know why she took Jessica in? Like, was it? It just she seems so self-interested. That I, I think it was for the publicity. I think okay. they covered that in season one, but I'm not a hundred percent certain. It's been a right long time. Second. It's been a long time. I, th- I think you're right. I think that's right because she, 
you know, she was already a star as a child, and I guess they were trying to probably make the family look good by taking in a taking in a someone who lost their family. Um, what do you think? Uh, do we trust Eric? Oh, he's so he's so nihilistic. I just I don't know if I can if I can trust somebody who has such a bleak outlook like that. Mm. As far as people go, I didn't get the. I, I, I can't remember. He said that was so bleak. Uh, sorry, I, I watched this three days ago. Uh, so I'm like a little fuzzier on some of the okay. finer it's details. Okay. He he was saying, uh, you know, everything is awful. People suck. Expect the worst. Like never trust anybody. One of those uh, one of those Woody Harrelson and Solo situations. Like if you always expect everybody to betray you, you'll never be disappointed. Right. Okay. Yeah, he he just definitely seems a little dark, and I mean, you know, maybe he's just I, 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 he just seems like he's been introduced into the story for a reason, obviously, and I don't know if he's uh, there for I don't know for nefarious purposes. And then when when she gets stabbed at the end, I, I was like, is he in on it? Is he distracting her while someone could come up and stab her? I, I don't know. It was weird. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, as far as Jessica Jones goes, uh, it's hard to trust any man in her life. For sure. Who's not Luke Cage. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, by the way, I really hope, and I, I really doubt it. I don't think so. I really wish they would have an episode with Luke Cage this season. Right? I really. Like, they had such amazing chemistry. Well, they do. And I just want something to wrap his storyline up. Like, I wish him being the owner of the club would somehow get, like, wrapped up into her life this season for an episode. Just like we got with Danny Rand dropping in for an episode of Luke Cage. Like, I'd love to see uh, Luke Cage drop into this so we could get some resolution to his storyline. Because we we're, may never get it if they don't do something else on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Yeah, God. And then we'll have to wait two years for that to happen. Mm-hmm. And just... I'd like to know what's going on with them one last time, if that's going to be the last thing we know. Because uh, I, I feel like Daredevil ended well. Uh, Iron Fist, I don't care too much. Uh, Punisher ended well. Uh, but Luke Luke just ended up in a, in a weird place. I think you care at least a little bit about Iron Fist. You don't care so much about Danny, no. but you want to see what Colleen is doing. Yes, I, I would love it if Colleen dropped in, too. That'd be awesome. Uh, <laughs> what, so the stabbing, that, that's obviously, I, I loved it how thin this, this was story-wise. <laughs> like, they did all this character work this episode. It's, all this character work, even, you know, with Trish being missing, that was still just about Trish's character and what's going on with her. But then yep. the sort of, uh, propelling incident that happens is her being stabbed. We know nothing about it. And her saying, get the bad guy at the end. Her saying, there's one thing, one thing to do, get the bad guy. And it's just like, we're on a simple mission. Like, there's, we don't know why. And that's the thing, it's a mystery. It's like, in the purest sense, we have the classic, like, murder 
murder storyline or whatever. Obviously, she didn't die and is not going to die from this. But, you know, she's been stabbed. And it's like, who who is the knife-wielding maniac in the hallway? And that's, her, that's what she does. She's a... She's a mystery solver. She's a PI. And I, I'm excited to see like a full season where we, or well, at least right now, we have known nothing of why she's being stabbed, just that she's being stabbed. My thought is that it's very likely the guy that, um, that Trish was, was after saying that, you know, that the statue connected him to an assault. And like if he's already. You know, up for an assault, and he knew who she was. He knew that who knew ah, he knew who Jessica was just from seeing her face real real quick. Like he can figure out where she is and where you know where she lives or whatever. Sure. And you know he can potentially surprise her and and you know attempt something or at least pay someone to attempt something potentially. Maybe uh, that's it's possible, but I kind of feel like why if that was the case, it was him. I don't like from a story perspective. If they're going there, I feel like it would have probably not been wearing a mask. Like we would probably already know. Um, the fact that it's a they made it a mystery to me, and they made it so simple, and they made it just get the bad guy. She's just got to get the bad yep. guy, and she's been doing lots of cases. Like I think she's made other enemies. Oh yeah, I mean Jessica Jones has a ton of enemies. Yeah, I think she even said that this episode. Yes, so I. I'd like to, I, I hope that it's something different, something bigger, something that we're going to dive into. She's going to have to fi- use her, you know, investigative ways to figure out what the deal is. Yeah, that's, that, that particularly is something that I, I like and I'm looking forward to is that this, this show, especially the Jessica Jones show, is less about her superheroing or less about her powers and more about her investigative ability and her, her ability to dissect the world around her and then uncover all of the seedy shitty motives that people have around her. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's, it's more about the story more about the character and less about like Luke is cool and all, but there's such a strong focus on him being bulletproof and exploding his clothing literally every episode. Right. (laughs) It's kind of like, okay, I I want something else that's more like, you know, give me meat, you know? Yeah, for sure. I, I definitely want more out of my heroes than just punch em ups. And I don't think that that's all Luke is, but Luke has a lot of issues where it's like, it's more about how to make the community better. Um, yeah. And that, and that, and that, that stuff's interesting to me, but, but I do like Jessica as a hero is not, her power is not her power. You know what I mean? Like that's not what we focus yes. on more than anything. Yes, uh, that's fair. Her her super strength is not her power; it's her PI skills. So yeah. it is focused on her power. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the only thing I think we haven't mentioned is Hogarth. Hogarth yeah, is a Jerry. dark place, real dark place. And trying to drag Des- Jessica down with her, like, hey, when the time is right, use your instincts to know when to kill me. Yeah, that's a that's a weird thing to ask, and I don't know right? how they could get away. Like, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. I just don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with Hogarth. I'm I'm very sad for her, though. It was very sad, and Jessica really gave her the business. Yeah, she did. Yeah, she did. And that whole like, you know, it 
in the moment, it felt kind of like a real dick move for, for Jessica to just like throw the pills into the, into the glass, just, you know, keep them going. And then be like, you think this is enough? And like almost try to force it on her. But it was that kind of tough love sort of situation where it, you know, she basically was like, look, see, you don't want to die. You obviously don't want to kill yourself. Yeah. She's trying to make her confront the reality of what she's asking her to do. Um, and she's just yeah. being a dick. Uh, she, <laughs> just cause she's like perfect opportunity to be a dick. Here yeah. we go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we're that. Thanks guys for listening today. We are the Marvel cinematic universe podcast. Uh, we will be dropping, uh, these, we're going to try to drop them every day. Um, we couldn't get to this first one for a couple of days. It's been a, been a busy weekend. Um, but we're, 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 we're on it. We're going to be trying to drop these every day. And if you're a patron, patron, uh, we will hopefully be able to drop them faster. So, uh, if you're not a patron, patron, uh, go over to patreon.com slash MCU cast and we do our best. Uh, basically as soon as we record them, we drop them on the Patreon feed. Uh, and then as soon as and then we only drop one a day on the, uh, the main feed. So, um, if you like what we do, it really it does help us out a lot. If you can support us on Patreon, it keeps the cast going. So, uh, patreon.com slash MCU cast, do all that stuff. If you want to hit us up at all the social medias, uh, go, we're at MCU cast everywhere you social need. And, uh, if you want to hear more from me, I have the Star Trek universe podcast and the Orville universe podcast, as well as, uh, my music at, um, search for Matthew Carroll and whatever music app you use. Peace. Until next time, true believers.